Welcome to Tool World. We're your hosts. I'm Gordon Ju. And I'm David Ju. And we're here to discuss everything about ITF patterns. If you're interested in learning more, make sure to like the podcast. All right. Welcome back to Tool World. This is David Ju and Master Gordon Ju. How's it going today, David? Still the same. Still the same? Still the same. Sheltered in place. Yep. Yep. So what did you want to talk about today there, Master G? Well, yeah, we uh, missed last week. We um, It was Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of took a little break. Yeah. We need that sometimes. All the time, sir. All the time. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, that's, that could be true. We It is kind of interesting, though, isn't it? What is? You know, so we're sheltered in place. Yes, sir. And it's okay for a few weeks. Like, oh, this is kind of cool. I could uh, really like it. Right. Right. But now people are kind of like, oh, I want to get back to work. Yeah. There's lots of reasons for that. Yeah. In some ways, we need to be able to keep moving forward. We have to have goals and ambitions. Right. That's what motivates us, right? So anyway, and in Taekwondo, that's the same. Being motivated Mm -hmm. and um, how do we keep moving forward? Patterns is a good way of keeping us motivated. I mean, learning new patterns. There's a lot of patterns mm-hmm. that are available, right? right? Even if you have done it many times, there's so many little things that we can work on to make it better. And that can help us motivate us. So. Yeah. Or uh, we also had our tournament, our online tournament yesterday, which is also another great way to have people motivated. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, they created their own four-directional exercise if they were green belt and above. We mostly did that because of space limitations. We noticed a lot of kids don't have much space when they do the training. So that four-directional exercise that they created is not only creative, but, you know, saves a lot of space, not as long as well. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that most of us probably just just do four-directional punch and block. Yeah. And that's about it. But you can do so much with it. Take right. an existing um, technique that you're learning in a new pattern, create a four-directional exercise so that you get lots of rep. And that's how we get good. Yeah. It's a repetition, doing it over and over and over. I mean, if you were going to do circular block and you want to do a thousand circular blocks, well, that means you're going to have to do Wanyo a thousand times. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> not, not to say you shouldn't, right? Yeah. But that's a lot just for that one technique. And that's like one of the key technique in Wanyo. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to be really good at it, you've got to practice that a lot so that it's as good as your four fist punch or your knife hand uh, guarding block yeah yeah so anyway what i thought we would maybe talk about are maybe some of the training secrets of taekwondo okay do you know any of them Ooh, sure you do yeah eyes hands feet breath together yes absolutely um arms and knees slightly bent in between movements right all movements with a few exceptions uh-huh so, move slightly backwards and then forward. Mm-hmm. But you know, there are like nine, so but we don't have to go through all of them. Yeah. And when you're talking about patterns, those are key elements that's going to make that pattern. Yeah. Right? If you just looked and read the encyclopedia, you might interpret that technique or that pattern a certain way. I'm right. not saying it's right or wrong. So sometimes I see um, patterns some of our ITF patterns online 
are being performed by mm-hmm. they're actually pretty good but it's not the way we perform it right it looks more as some people might say karate style mm-hmm. right why is that well i'm not saying that that person is doing it wrong that person is only doing what the instructor is teaching them and yeah. so if the instructor themselves don't understand then that can be a problem it kind of reminds me of the karate kid well Daniel's son mm-hmm. was practicing karate out of the book. Right. And Mr. Mihagi comes in, ah, oh, karate. Mm. Real learning from book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, books are very important because it's a, it's a good reference material, helps us remember things. Yeah. And so there is there really a substitute to an instructor? Not really. I mean, you still kind of need an instructor. I think you can get a lot from it. I mean, it's kind of like YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Can I learn how to fight from from watching a bunch of YouTube? Probably not, but it gives you different ideas on how certain things are done, right? Or what you could expect. So, yeah, I think there's definitely some things to learn. So it's good resource, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, talking about the, the training secrets, like eyes, hands, feet, breath together at the moment of impact. Yeah. How important is that? If I was reading the encyclopedia, it says right walking stance, execute an obvious forefist punch, right? Yeah. But it doesn't say anything about how that is done. And mm-hmm. so you do have to understand that training method, right? So what does that mean? Eyes, hands, feet, breath together, comes together at the moment of impact. Well, that's kind of what it says, is that when I perform the technique, everything has to stop at that moment. Your stance is perfect, your arms extended, or whatever the technique is, you're breathing out exactly at that moment or if you're looking forward. So when I'm looking at patterns and I see a student that's doing the technique and he might actually have a lot of those components, Mm -hmm. but his eyes are looking somewhere else, right? So he's not focused on that particular area or that particular attack or defense. So then he's not really doing, he's not really training the way um, General Che wanted us to learn or train. Right. So if I was umpiring, that would be a good thing to look at. Where are they looking? So some patterns, we don't always look in the direction of the attack or defense. Mm-hmm. Right? We look maybe straightforward. Poan's a good example. So that's one of the training secrets. Another mm-hmm. training secret that I think we might discuss is that elbows and knees should be slightly bent. What's your interpretation on that? It's uh, <laughs> you can keep going there, sir. <laughs> you want me to keep going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> He's like, uh, what do you mean by that exactly? It's interesting to watch different competitors around the world and how they execute technique. Most people, and I teach it maybe a little bit differently. What does that mean? As we move from one position to the next, the elbows and the knees should be slightly bent. And that's really just a natural movement. If I was doing any sport, that would be the case. I wouldn't hold my arm out all the time. I would relax and that elbow would be bent. So my question would be, how much should that elbow be bent? And what does slightly mean? Is it 90 degrees? Is it 10 degrees? Is it, no, you know, it's, what is that? What does slightly mean, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm watching competition and I see people that, let's say they're doing a right walking stance, obverse, four foot punch, and they step forward, 
but they didn't relax that arm, so there's no slight bend in that elbow. I would say that's that's violating one of the rules. It's not natural. You wouldn't do that in an actual situation, right? In a fighting situation. So I think, in my opinion, if I want to train for like self-defense, I've always liked to have my hands up, and it's up by my face. So I generally teach it with that concept in mind. As I move forward, I'm going to relax my elbows and up, but my arms are going to go into a position where my hands are up and close to my face. And then I execute the next technique from that position because my arms are not generally extended out all the time. Yeah, my techniques are always executed in a probably in a self-defense situation. It's going to be where my hands are up, closer to my face, relaxed. And so that's the way I like to teach our students to have the movement more in a ready position as I move into different areas.、Mm-hmm. So when you watch our students, you you'll notice that it's maybe slightly different than other schools. They go,、yeah. oh, oh, that's a Master Ju student. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the way they move, you know. <laughs> And that's true.、Mm-hmm. Every school or kind of emulates the instructor. Yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts on that? I think over the years I have deviated from that, bringing the hands in too much. I think、uh, from a competition standpoint, that you wouldn't, it would look funky. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with the hands being brought in like you're punching, but I don't think I do that anymore. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. So I think, obviously, there's there's validity to your point,、um, but. <clears throat> I don't perform the techniques that way anymore. I think I used to, more、right. so. But I think I, now I make more of a conscious effort to do it more like how everyone else does it, and maybe just slightly bent. Right. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Because when you look at some of our guys when they execute technique, it's too extreme. Yeah. So it's the interpretation of what they people think you're saying. Yeah. So we see some stud, some of our students when they let's say that walking stance, Albert Forfis punch it, they jerk that hand back to their face and then execute it. And that's I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, I'm just saying that as we move, the elbows should be slightly bent. But how far should it be bent? I think it should be it should come back a little bit more、mm-hmm. than just just a small movement. Yeah, and the concept being that as I am in a self defense situation, I. My arms wouldn't be out there. That yeah. Long, no. Yeah.、Right? So yeah, absolutely. From and they do see some funky things going on with some students. I noticed some students trying to generate a lot of power by shrugging their shoulder. Yeah. Why is that? Why do you think that、mm, is? I don't know. I mean, it's not just our students either. You see it in a lot of competition, like、um, that 2014 World Championships. Yeah. You were talking about the person I was competing against. And he also kind of shrugged his shoulders. Oh, that's right. We watched that video、um, a couple weeks ago. Just、yeah. a, a way to analyze、um, what people are doing and、yeah. why why certain competitors are more successful than others. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. I, that competitor did shrug their shoulder as well. But it does happen a lot. But I think that's because it's like a huge muscle group. And people want to generate more power, so they feel like they have to bring it up. So they well, what happens is you tense. You tense, right? You, you、yeah. tense up, and you don't really want to tense up. You actually want to be relaxed. Right. Yeah. It reminds me of sparring. 
like years, 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 years ago, and we went to a competition when I was like a little kid. And the next day, like sixteen. No, no, no. I think I was like <laughs> um, before I was before the first world championship. So I must have been like twelve. Twelve, okay. Um, and we were sparring in this competition, and then afterwards, my shoulders were so blasted the next day because I was so tense during the whole match. I was so so nervous. Yeah, so being tense can really take a lot of energy, right? Yeah, and it slows down technique. Right. Mr. Wall says that all the time. Tense up your body now. Throw a punch. You can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, you can't really throw a, an effective punch. Yeah. I mean, you could throw a punch, but it it tends to be slower because it's you're all tense. It's holding back the energy from moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So staying relaxed. Mm-hmm. And that, there's another training method, and that is all movements should move slightly backwards and then forward with few exceptions. Not not all techniques are going to be like that. Yeah. And, and in some ways, it's kind of like that rubber band where you're pulling the arm back mm-hmm. It's and then you're letting it go. Yeah. But you can't be tense about it. You can't go, one, pull it back, and then two, let it go. It's not like a... It's not like a... Um, mechanical mechanism because our body is not like that it's not yeah. like i guess i would think of it like a external hammer on a on a gun where that's really more rigid external hammer oh you mean like on like a revolver right oh okay where the hammer would yeah. pull back and yeah. then it's locked in and then you let go of the release in it right the hammer falls down our arms are not really like that because it's not rigid in that way it's, yeah. it's more fluid right so as that goes back to that elbows, your knees and elbows should be slightly bent as we move from one position to the next, mm-hmm. is that it's that relaxation. Right. Right? Well, so we don't, as you, you had mentioned, if your arms extended and you go to this, bring your hands to your face and it stops, well, mm-hmm. that's an actually, a, that's a movement. But, right. But the movement should be constantly in motion in right. between movements. So there should not be a jerking type movement or in the, the case of that shoulder coming up, that's like a tense movement. Yeah. It was that like the training secret, once the motion begins, it doesn't stays stop. In motion. It stays in motion. Right. That's also like physics, right? <laughs> that's right. No, that's right. And that's what General Chase says, is that uh, Taekwondo is uh, sci- scientifically designed yeah to some bad so some effect but you know it's kind of interesting too because once in motion it stays in motion so if i was pulling my hand slightly backwards doesn't that have to stop before it goes forward or is this it's more like a like a yield sign right you roll through you roll through it the stop sign (laughs) yield sign right because what he really is saying is that it doesn't come back yeah stop and then forward right it's does it stop when it starts moving forward? No, no, it's just rolling through. It's the California roll. The California roll <laughs> through a stop sign? <laughs> I think uh, that's true. Yeah. All right, well, I think that was pretty good. What are we at there, Master Ju? We're at a, a good amount of time. <laughs> All right, well, if you guys have any questions or comments, make sure to leave it on our Facebook page. Do we even have a Facebook page? I always say this, but I never post there. Are you the one posting there? I'm the one that posts there. We okay, have a, just bu- a few likes. All right, just you know, just no double one, check in. No, we've got a couple of people responded. Uh huh. It's at 
tool as uh, facebook.com slash tool world okay t-u-l dash w-o-r-l-d yeah right tool world you know make sure to uh share this podcast <laughs> with all your taekwondo <laughs> friends but we are get we are gaining subscribers right or have we lost a few since we um no no we no, we're going up okay yeah yeah we, yeah we have um I think a couple thousand um, listens. Lissids? Yeah. Well, or you notice like the units he chose there. Listens. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say subscribers. Yeah. I, I don't know who subscribes. I don't even know how they actually figure out all of those statistics. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just uh, make sure to share with all your Taekwondo friends. And, you know, that, that way they can send in more comments, more questions. And we have a little more things to think about for these podcasts. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Remember to be safe. Keep training. And we'll see you guys next week. Take one. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope to see you next time.